Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... The friendliest snowman in Glasgow. Wow, was that a Glaswegian <laughs> accent? That there, a Glaswegian Tom? accent. Yeah, it might have been. What you've, you've fallen <laughs> into the trap there that a lot of people do of trying to do a Scottish accent and coming out just Northern English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm the from friendliest Scotland, Scot- The friendliest Scotsman in Glasgow. I just said that. The fr- <laughs> the friendliest snowman in Glasgow. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Kind of like a Maggie Smith kind of, kind go, of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's the safest bet because yeah. that's like north, right? That's like I- Islander kind of uh, <laughs> situation. The friendliest snowman in Glasgow was given to us by Fingers to Hand. Thank you, Fingers, hey. for that title. They got in touch with us on Twitter. You can find us on at Life's a Pitch Show on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast. So you can tell by my accent and the title of the film that we're pitching this today. <laughs> we're doing Christmas movies. <laughs> how, how could we... T- just bear with me, Tom. How could we tell that from Christmas your accent? Movies, and this is how we talk at Christmas. <laughs> this is just how we talk oh, yes. at Christmas. <laughs> We've been living together for nearly two and a half years now, Matthew. <laughs> I've seen a couple of Christmas Christmas rules around. <laughs> hey. This is our second Christmas together. Haven't you noticed that I do this Scottish accent when when we do Christmas things? It's the only way when you break out the shortbread. <laughs> the shortbread and the sherry, yes. <laughs> Joining us for this Christmas Christmas special is our Christmas correspondent, Dave yeah. Bulmer. I'm the whole internet's Christmas correspondent, Dave Bulmer. Hello. Happy Christmas to both of you. We do, we do. You are a pillar of of the internet that people rely on to to continue the, the machinations of Christmas. I know, I know. So it, that's why I'm here. I'm lending that to you. Hopefully, <laughs> that means you can release this podcast. Because otherwise, you wouldn't be allowed to. There'd be a yeah. great big padlock on the Christmassy gate, and the padlock would be, <laughs> you know, the arch bit at the top would be made out of like you know striped candy cane and that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tinsel, <clears throat> like sort of tinsel surrounding the bottom there. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm here, and the rest would be gingerbread. So you can just eat your way through it; it'd be fine. But uh, <laughs> I'm here proffering the key, which is a real key. It's really weird. They had to cut the gingerbread very precisely. <laughs> <laughs> it's also just made out of iron. Like it's not, it's not a Christmas key. No. Yeah. Normal but it key. is a Christmas lock. Normal mm. key. Yep. So, how are we all doing? We feeling Christmassy? <laughs> well, <laughs> as much as can be expected, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think we, we all had a little bit of Christmas drained out of us uh, over, the past, over the past few days, but this, this is it. <clears throat> this is it, folks. Yep. This is where we march toward Christmas. Yeah. These this are the is... conditions that we find ourselves under which to stage Christmas and good heavens they're not going to stop us and <laughs> let's have a great merry christmas yeah you no know, the, no horrific government regime can stop it it's let's, sad, but it's still <laughs> yeah. let's do it anyway it's clear that the war on christmas you know was mm. was was reaching a fever pitch <laughs> um and uh we're here 
to pitch back yeah some of that yeah. fever we're the last yeah. festive battalion we are <laughs> the last festive battalion wow, yeah. well i've got a list of titles here and none of them are that which is annoying. one of them is the last festive battalion yeah, yeah. it's got yeah it's um kind of like sharps war um <laughs> but, but with a lot more uh pines like pine trees so shall we get on with some Christmassy hollyable mentions? Hey, that's a good one. Well done. Did you think yeah. of that one ahead of time? Or no, that, no, that, I just right? thought of that right oh, now. That's Very good. good. I mean, are we going to find out if we listen back over last year's podcast that the same thing happened then? <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Um, so <laughs> don't check. I mean, don't check. I, I mean, I may have done. I, I didn't purposefully go back and listen. And I mean, I didn't do that. <laughs> I genuinely didn't do that. Um, so, this is the part of the show where we just pitch some more Christmas movies, hopefully hey. to get you in a Christmassy mood yes. for our Christmas main pitch later on. Yes. Think of it as the Christmas trailers before the Christmas film. Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. So from The Lunch Army Will Rise Again, we've got Stuck in a Theatre Seeing Cats the movie on Christmas. Okay, so this just sounds like it's fine. I'm I'm looking forward to that <laughs> happening to me. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be there opening week. Yeah. Um I don't really know what there is to say. It's I, just, I, I, I think I think <laughs> you're missing the most important detail about this uh title. Oh stuck. Stuck. Oh stuck. <laughs> okay. okay. So we're now in a scenario where the doors are locked, you're in the cinema with the movie version of Cats playing on repeat and access to hot dogs and popcorn. Nope, still fine. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'll <laughs> be singing you're along. You're snowed in. You're snowed into this cinema. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, at <laughs> first, but this is the thing, right? So we all know, everyone knows, it's common knowledge uh-huh. that the plot of Cats <laughs> revolves around aliens abducting the best cat. Yes. Right. Yep. Um, that's true. That is of actually course. true, especially if you. I mean, has anyone here seen the actual show, like in a cinema? Oh, sorry, in a theatre. I haven't seen it in a theatre. I've I've seen the the, the you've seen the, the, the film version. One. Yeah. Well, what yeah. you won't be aware of, the really the only thing that they didn't include on that is that, and this is going to sound like a joke, but it isn't. Um, that like a main part of the set is a giant tire that sits in the middle of the set. Which I don't really remember being in the video version. Perhaps they didn't bother with it, but it's what Old Deuteronomy tends to sit on. And the show opens in the in the overture with that as a giant UFO landing gradually on the stage. <laughs> and I'm not joking. It like lights like flashing on and off all the way around it. It's a massive UFO and it lands. That is how the show opens. It is a bit incongruous, and I don't know why they do that, but that's the case. So yes. That that is the plot of cats. Is that aliens yeah. are going to abduct a cat? You're quite right. Well, here's the thing: as the as the <coughs> film Cats the movie yeah. plays over and over and over again, the th- these are, are kind of like point of view characters start to see codes embedded within it mm. and like information and stuff that you you'd never see on the first pass right yeah you know you, you now you've seen it 12 15 times now you can re you're really digging in yes. and there appear to be instructions <laughs> when <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
it's co- it's when... encoded into the choreography like if you really <laughs> if you really pay attention sometimes they all do like a thing with their bodies and it's like oh that looks like a number <laughs> When Jason Derulo yeah. uh, goes, yeah, um, like if you if you look very closely, you can see him gesturing yeah. various like uh, like codes, yeah. uh, making making charades with his hands and such. And of course, there's uh, Mister Mistopheles presumably is going to get out some playing cards at some point and do magic trick stuff with that. And the the you know the the numbers that he holds up are going to be important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and and these are all those kind of like numero- numerological uh, things that you can find out about this. Mm. Now, of course, um, the we need a specific we need a crack team of people yeah. to to figure this code out, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so we've got a, we've got um, I'm gonna say uh, Maggie Smith, who's a tarot reader, mm. like a fortune teller, yeah. right? Um, we've got um, David Harbour. Yeah. Who is a, um, a like a, a military code cracker? Yeah. <laughs> and they're all alone at Christmas. <laughs> and they've got, they're on a date. Um, oh no, no! Like these people are all sat on Christmas Day at different parts of the cinema screen that they're in because they're all there by themselves. Right. Because they've got nowhere else to go. They just want right. to watch, sit down, and watch a new film. And it's Maggie Smith, David Harbour. Who else? J.K. Simmons. Uh, Got to get him in there if you're having Simmons. Uh, older, grouchy people. Yeah. What's he doing? What's 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 J.K. Simmons? What's, oh, what's he, his he just, defining he, characteristic? Shouting and bossing people about. All right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> he's a shout, shouty, bossy man. Does, does what J.K. Simmons does. Yeah. He didn't. He he didn't even like want to come and see this film. No. It was largely just like he could get in for free because uh, pensioner. You know, or like, uh, yeah, or like tickets. maybe his his like he's got a a granddaughter who is a, a passionate musicals vlogger, and she brought him, but she just stepped out to get some fresh air or something just before. And that's when the snow, just yeah, before the stopped. snow came yeah, down. Yeah, so she's not here. <laughs> or, or no, she's out she there is. frozen. Actually, <laughs> it turns out she's somewhere else in the cinema, so she shows up like halfway through, just you know, to add a bit of spice to the cast. I don't mean like <laughs> she's really sexy or something. I just mean that, like you know, it just changes things up a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, he had two granddaughters. One of them, um, were, like, was outside when the snow hit, and uh, he's he's like receiving messages. He's looking, squinting at his phone, hmm. right? Um, which is like he's getting information, and it's like, what's happened to 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 my granddaughter? Um, uh, and uh, like, she's frozen. Um, and then he's like, "What about my other granddaughter?" And then she's frozen too, <laughs> out now in cinemas. Oh boy! Um, <laughs> and what happens when they crack the code behind cats? Um, what happens is the other side of that UFO portal um, uh, opens <laughs> yeah. in the cinema, like, and, and, and the cats and the cats come the... through in oh, real life. No. Yeah. But for every every performance of cats, every performance <laughs> of cats that's ever happened, the rest of that the, 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 whatever 
What cat is it that gets abducted at the end? I can't remember. It's Grizabella, um, the glamour cat. It's <laughs> Grizabella, the glamour cat. Anyone who's ever played Grizabella, the glamour cat, <laughs> is fired at a rate of knots <laughs> through uh, through the c- cinema screen, <laughs> like um, like the last action hero, <laughs> just <laughs> g- grabbing hold of Maggie Smith's face, clawing at it. <laughs> So like, so, so like Elaine Page, get, who is a big enough name to be in the cast of this film, so she's got to be yeah. in it. Well, this is the thing that like every every performance, it's a new it's a new actor. They yeah. have to because yeah. they get abducted every yeah. time in real yeah. life. They get the abducted by is... a race of aliens, where every one of them looks identical to Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> well, this is the this is the thing. This isn't actually an alien conspiracy. This is Andrew Lloyd Webber's like. This is, a, this is an a, Andrew Lloyd Webber conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. This is this was his intent behind the musical was to abduct all the. There's thousands of Grizabella the glamour cat. Andrew Lloyd Webber clones. <laughs> it's the Andrew Lloyd Webb. <laughs> and and that just opens up to a conspiracy. Uh, and that'll be in the sequel. Yep. There we go. <laughs> Love never dies. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that was always going to be a weird pitch, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, from Freak Zone Games, we've got chestnuts roasting on an open heart surgery. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a really good That's one. Really That's good. That, yeah. that, it's kind of a yes, very clever, but still, I like it. Yeah. Um, let's only by virtue of the fact that it is very it's clever. Very clever. Yeah. Let's let's roll like, with it. I, I gave it I gave it the point of like this is something completely different yeah. to what it was before. So what we need to do here is we need to combine. It needs to be something really not just Christmassy, not just like Santa knocking about in an adventure comedy. No, we need some because chestnuts roasting on an open fire. That is the warmest, most like, you know, like comfy armchair Christmas image possible, isn't it? And the music, yeah. and it's slow and gentle. It's proper 1950s by the fireside Christmas imagery. And then open heart yeah. surgery is like serious surgery, proper like hospital stuff. Yeah. So we need to combine those two somehow, and I don't know how. How should we do that? We make this a film about the National Health Service. Oh my god! Yeah, we go. We go in there. Yeah, all right. Like, I was. I was just gonna do a scene of like Mr. Bean. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. Look, I'll so, put up with Mr. Bean going like far off base to what I think the spirit of Mr. Bean is in a, in in releasing more than one movie. But I don't want to see him doing open heart surgery. I've seen. In fact, didn't, wasn't didn't he get him? Tough. He did that in being the in movie. In the first one, was it? It wasn't open heart. He was in a he was in a surgeon situation though. Wasn't I, I think yeah, she was, was in a coma, and um, he had to resuscitate her with zappies. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's right. Oh no, he he did no, go he, in he for surgery. An he, he dropped an M M&M and M. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, then. Yeah, that's, yeah. Then we may be tapping into <laughs> quite why I brought up the existence of Mr. Bean movies as as what I think of as not being Mr. Bean properly. Yeah. I don't want that. I also think I just said Eminem. Like, Should you not have? The rapper. Marshall Mathers. Oh. As, uh, <laughs> He's as, like, uh, no! No! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bean's looking on 
<laughs> sort of disinterested as he drops Marshall Mathers into a, into a giant woman. Like, <laughs> no! Wow, that is a nightmare scenario. I, I kind of don't want to dwell on it. I'm aware that yeah. I'm aware that we haven't really properly pitched any films yet this episode, and, and <laughs> it feels like we ought to. Um, okay, right, right. So you you are right. We do need to <laughs> blend the two scenes of a cozy, yeah, really uh, cozy. open fire and the terrifying situation of open heart surgery. Right. Um, if it is terrifying, I suppose done properly, it wouldn't be a high stakes terrifying situation. It would just be a professional procedure. <laughs> I suppose so. Although I, am, I can imagine, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, this is anxiety speaking, yep. but I can ima- imagine that particular regular professional procedure being pretty terrifying. For who? For the surgeon or for for everyone yeah. involved? Yeah. See, this is why like, this is why we have to very carefully select people to be heart surgeons who are capable of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> who don't who don't have emotions how do you combine the magic and warmth of a family christmas oh no oh no okay it's a surgeon he is snowed in at home and someone needs open heart surgery in the middle of christmas like in the middle of the living room while christmas is going on the dinner is being served the uh, his his mother is in the next room going look I've finished the roast you've got to come and eat and he's like mother I'm doing this surgery <laughs> and so that, that there's a bit of a conflict there yeah. um, so why are you so, so obsessed with your work Thomas <laughs> you always bring your work home wait yeah what if it is wait what if it is what if something in his <laughs> I I suspect this isn't a real life situation. But what if something in his the specifics of his contract means he has to go home for Christmas from his surgery job? He has to. He has to. He has to. Mm. Otherwise, this, the the hospital will lose a big donation and because it's America and stuff like that. So he has to go home. But also, he is operating on a patient who he just like meets on the way home. Like he's with die. someone on the way home who dies mm. it all, yeah. like in his arms, and he's yeah. like. No, not today, not on Christmas Day. So he, get, he <laughs> smuggles them home in the middle of the family Christmas, which he's already late for. So yeah. this has been going on for a while. And they're like, where's dad? He puts them on the table. And he's like, the table as well. All the, yeah, the Christmas yeah. dinner is laid out. <laughs> Everyone's sat eating it. And he's like, carry on, don't mind me. He gets out the electric <laughs> turkey carving like <laughs> knife. <laughs> you know the one you know that the, the dad's had in yeah. the 80s? I don't know if yeah, they still yeah. have them for carving the turkey with the two blades zipping back and forth and he gets the because he hasn't got his all of his tools there so he's like you know he's getting people to pass him stuff like fork (laughs) fork and and he's going in sprouts (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess i'm gonna Uh, have to build this man a new heart out of christmas dinner things yeah, and he's I like, need, I need to plug, I need to plug one of the arteries. Sprout, uh, like parsnip, <laughs> Christmas pud, that'll do it. They clogged granddads, and then, um, and it's like, I need to, I, so, I need like surgical tape, and like, you know, his wife's like, oh, I've done a lot of wrapping <laughs> this morning, no problem. Crackers to get, them, to get tape, see if sell, tapes in one of them. We need, I, need, I need to cauterize this wound. Set that Christmas pudding on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, why don't we just cauterize the wound with the thing we're using to set the Shush, set it on fire! <laughs> <laughs> if this if this if this this is gonna be Christmassy, then we're gonna 
yeah. and actually we like this is a big a whole a whole situation right yeah <clears throat> this person is definitely gonna die if if, if, <laughs> if if all this doesn't happen yeah yeah there's no way to save them yeah and and uh whoever it is the surgeon um benedict cumberbatch and benedict Laurie um <laughs> is is like you know there's, there's a he's hooked up uh like a, one of the presents which is like a speaking spell which is going like beep 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 <laughs> uh, saying beep <laughs> yes beep. And, <laughs> and there just adds more ease whenever it um when, <laughs> if, if it's when they die beep. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're all like they're all like sad around the um uh the the, the christmas dinner table and he's like no, no, this can't, this can't be right. Oh, no, 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 way. no, Matt, Matt, Matt. When, when the person dies, the speaker spell goes B, and Cumberbatch Laurie goes like, oh, there's nothing I can do. She's dead, and there's this pause, and then the speaker spell goes wrong. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> And it gives him the, the little spark of inspiration to just try a bit harder, and sure enough, beep, yeah, beep, um, beep. Arises from the uh, arises from the Christmas dinner table. Um, John Goodman, the Christmas homunculus. Um, <laughs> he's had all his organs replaced by various Christmas. <laughs> well, Jesus. look, if we're having John Goodman, then let's go whole hog. It's Santa. It turns out to be Santa, as yes. played by John. Goddamn Goodman! Oh, yes. how do we end up with a good movie? Yeah. We don't, and, and we don't know. They don't know until this point that it's Santa. It just looks like someone off the street. But in, but now and then, <laughs> during surgery, the little, the little, the smallest kid will like be like, "Is he gonna be all right?" And John Goodman as Santa, open with his organs removed, <laughs> just like turns and winks at the little child. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, he's like, I, I feel starting to feel a little bit better, and now with gravy flowing through my veins instead of blood, and, and because and, uh, Santa can subsist with just Christmas stuff as his organs, yeah. like that. Yeah. fundamentally, he'd be fine. It's I, not important, and that's why traditional means of surgery weren't working. No. <laughs> but the Christmas surgery did. I yeah. really <laughs> love the idea of. <laughs> John Goodman then just leaving the house like the snow's falling in the background and stuff he's got his his red red top on and stuff his he eyes looks... are replaced with with sprouts <laughs> looks at the camera his looks eyes at the camera refined. gets a can of coke <laughs> drinks it and winks it's 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 been an advert for coke the entire film <laughs> and then and then as he walks away the children who you know have spent the film wondering if this is santa right they they that's been the yeah. subtext the whole time he yeah. does turn around he does wink and all of that and then he like you know as he winks he like disappears into stars and you know z- zips off into the sky and just a load of christmas food falls to the floor <laughs> <laughs> just all the organs he was given <laughs> there we go chestnuts roasting <laughs> over an open heart colon the christmas surgery <laughs> so those are all our honorable mentions how, how very hollyable hollyable mentions yeah. yeah 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 how very hollyable they were hollyable munchins yeah yeah <laughs> munching down on christmas holly that's what i do every year 
<laughs> yeah. I did always wonder why you dreaded Christmas until I, until I saw the first Christmas. The, I, until I spent my first Christmas with you. Yeah. Just it's not good for Bleeding you from the mouth, munching yeah. down on Holly, just like, it's tradition. While saying in a Maggie Smith Scottish voice, oh, we do this every Christmas. year. <laughs> I'm in so much pain. <laughs> All right, so shall we move on to our final major pitch? Yes, yes, that. It's the... from Fingers to Hand on Twitter, and it's called The Friendliest Snowman in Glasgow. Okay. I like the... I mean, we're going to be... We're going to be playing on... If, if you know, there, there, there exists the possibility to play on a lot of Glaswegian stereotypes here. Mm-hmm. Um, in that most of the most of the snowmen in Glasgow are absolute bastards. <laughs> well, this is the thing, isn't it? Clearly, we're going. Yeah, if we, we if we're making any judgment about the personality of snowmen in Glasgow, we've got to bring them all to life. Surely, this yeah. is a snowman yeah. coming to life on mass situation. It's like Britain's Got Talent. And they're looking for the friendliest snowman in Glasgow. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, hang on then. So that might mean that most snowmen in Glasgow are actually really nice, but they're just looking for the nicest one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's no conflict inherent there, though. Ah, but wait, because you've seen these shows. The, the, the performers, they're, they're just people who are able to sing and dance and whatever it happens to be. They're just people okay. with hopes and dreams who really ought to be allowed to... Um, enjoy those skills that they have but instead mm. they have to be grilled and made fun of by frankly sinister uh, hosts and panel members so that's what the situation is it's that the snowmen from england <laughs> who are hosting the show they're horrible <laughs> they've so they've they've come over here they've come up up north walking on in, in the air all the way yeah um, and... You nearly said walking on sunshine, and that wouldn't have been <laughs> <Yeah>. correct. <laughs> walking on sunshine in the air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're in Memphis. On sunshine. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're walking on sunshine in the air in Memphis, um, and uh, all the way to Glasgow. Yeah. So here they come, snowmen with top hats. Wait, wait, hang on. on, hang on. Are there any real people in this film? Or is is it just a world in which it's just inhabited by snowmen? <laughs> Every snowman has a child. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Every snowman has a what? child. What? <laughs> Pursuant to the uh, to the adventure uh, outlined oh, in the snowman. Like in the snowman. Oh, I got it. Yeah, I, was, I, like... I thought you I thought you meant they just had had a child. Every that is somehow your solution to this problem. Oh yeah, the snowmen have snow babies. Okay, Matt. <laughs> I don't really see what that has to do with anything. How does that help with humans? And now, now it seems to be this mandated situation. Every <laughs> snowman has a child. It's, that is uh, the law of snowman culture. It's like demons in uh, his dark materials. <laughs> yeah. Except, well, well, children are the ones who make snowmen. Yeah, yeah. By and large. Yeah. Yes. So snowmans, uh, snowmen, <laughs> by and large, um, and and that's the thing is when a child, pure of heart and 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 full of Christmas wonder, makes a snowman, that's when the snowmen come to life. Mm. Yep. And uh, I've I have no idea why anyone would want to judge the friendliness of those snowmen. <laughs> Okay, well, that's what we need to come up with then. Yeah. Let's come on then. Why? Why? <laughs> why do we need to find the friendliest snowman in specifically Glasgow? Because Glasgow, it sounds to me like Glasgow are about to have to put like 
present an ambassador to somewhere else and they need to present the the their best forward you know well they are they are going to um because because Glasgow is seceding from the Union. Oh my word! And they and they're going to send a snowman walking in the air to Brussels yeah. for the uh, <laughs> for the talks to remain in the EU for Scotland. Yeah, that's it. That's part. Like we're like what? Okay. There, so so in, in, interior boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I really wanted this episode to just be not about politics at all. And I don't know how we got there. <laughs> Interior boardroom. <laughs> Someone slams their fist on the desk. <laughs> J.K. Simmons slams his fist on the desk and says, We're going to have to find some way to, to connect with Europe again. This isn't... Uh, this isn't right. Uh, it's Billy Connolly, sure. Um, <laughs> okay. This isn't. We can't just go straight in with after all the damage the English have done uh, to, to our relationship with Brussels. We need to have bring, an ambassador. But yeah, they need an ambassador that is so festive and cuddly and jolly, and yeah. they're going all the way because as it happens, recently all the snowmen have come alive. <laughs> <laughs> So they're like this, this but only and that's, in that's just not really a part of it. It's just something that's happened. Yeah, it's only happened in Scotland. Situation. <laughs> okay, this... actually, wait a minute. It turns out that it was being in a union with England that was causing the snowmen not to come alive. They were always <laughs> supposed to be alive, but they were like, oh, I can... <laughs> we can't even be bothered with that as long <laughs> as long as long as we're in a union with England, we are just going to stay as snowmen. We're not coming alive. When you leave, call us again. And so this year... I love year, that deleted scene from Braveheart. Yeah, and that was so long ago that this year they've come alive and everyone had forgotten that it had ever happened in the first place. So the Scottish are like, oh, this is great. Now we've got... The, clearly... Because they're not just snowmen, right? They're covered in, like, sweets, and they're, they're as festive as anything can possibly be. So they're like, we're going to send one of these off to Brussels. They're going to love us. I just, I just love the idea in Scottish Parliament when they do get independence, and then they're just like, "Oh yeah, and all the snowmen are coming back to life." We forgot about that. Oh yeah, that was, I f we forgot that was a thing. Um, oh, come happened. on, Nicola, you could, you could have put that in the campaign poster. <laughs> I forgot it was a thing. All right. <laughs> She's played by Maggie Smith. <laughs> Like I just love the idea of of that was the swinging point. Like like imagine if someone said that. Like <laughs> imagine if someone came out with that just like, oh yeah, and if Scottish Scottish win independence, then all the snowmen in Scotland come to life. Like <laughs> And it's like, just in and it's like the, it's the fifth of six bullet points on the manifesto. <laughs> Scotland, previously the land of the ice giants. Uh <laughs> Well, uh, they're they're a little more civilized now, and they're, uh, <laughs> uh, they're they're incredibly friendly. They need a child with them at all times to survive. <laughs> Without a child, they they'll just they'll just crumple into a into a big pile of muddy black snow. It's very simple. These mythical creatures, uh, that <laughs> up until this point nobody has been aware are alive. We simply entrust our children to them. Uh, <laughs> and they, they, they uh, fit in as friendly members of society. <laughs> Are they dangerous? Who knows? Now, one thing we have noticed is that if we do not entrust our children to them, 
they kill us. So what we have to do <laughs> to stop them turning evil <laughs> is we have to round up all the purest of heart children that we can find. <laughs> It's a small snack, it's a small snack. <laughs> but if we do it, the children will be fine. They all report having a lovely time in the North Pole. Flying. Father Christmas is there. They have a party. It's really nice. We we don't know. We don't get to go and see it. The snowmen will not allow us to come. Adults are not allowed. So <laughs> we have to believe what the children say when they come back. They look a bit glassy-eyed. We're not entirely sure. But they say it's really nice. <laughs> Says famed Scottish politician Raymond Briggs. <laughs> Raymond Briggs I wish you could have seen his eyebrow go up when he said that (laughs) Raymond Briggs (laughs) Just imagine this whole thing happening in Scottish Parliament (laughs) That whole whole previous scene was just the various snippets from Scottish Parliament It was a little bit of susurrus and hubbub as as the first one sat down and then (laughs) And then someone else stood up and was like, it's really fine, it's only a small snag. <laughs> and then another another MP stands up, who's obviously a snowman in a big trench coat and hat, but he's pretending <laughs> to be a human. Is like, oh yes, you should definitely entrust your children to the snowman. Oh yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always fine. So I'm thinking the friendliest human in Glasgow is one that... It's one that doesn't kill without a child. (laughs) (laughs) There is a sentence I thought I would never say. This really ran the other way. Uh... (laughs) So the whole, the whole like X Factor process of this is that one snowman will come up on the on the stage and be like, "Hello, uh, my name is the Snowman. Uh, I'm from here, and uh, I'm going to be not killing anyone." And then everyone stands up, standing ovation. (laughs) But then, but then they take. But that's what they all say, and then they take away the child, and like. After they, most of them massacre the whole audience so they have to start again on another day but one of them does not I just love, love the idea of this, of this audience that's forced to be there as a weird kind of sacrifice almost to get this, yeah. this new Glaswegian ambassador because um, if there's no one to kill then you can't test properly oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Of course, if there's not a, if there's not a crowd of people to, to I don't know how snowmen kill people, probably hurl <laughs> coal at them or something. I but mean, it's... I'm imagining that their whole head opens up and there's rows of teeth in there. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, icicle teeth. teeth. Yeah, mm. and they they come out of it looking like a snow cone with these red yeah. rivulets kind of uh, <clears throat> running down. Oh, and... oh, I know what they do. They they uh. They open up their like stomach, and there's like a Mr. Frosty style grinding barrel in there, and they just feed people into it, and they come out as slush. I, just... I do think Mr. Frosty is in this. He's like, it's such fun. I make death for everyone. Wow, this is a real deep dive into nineties kids' toys. <laughs> like I well, really wanted be if a Mr. Not Frosty lucky. when I was younger, and I never got I also one. Did. No, yeah. that isn't isn't that just the most common thing? Have you ever met? anyone who <coughs> doesn't have a coughing fit in the middle of getting excited about Mr. Frosty. Have you ever met anyone who doesn't, when talking about Mr. Frosty, go, I, A, I always wanted one, B, I never got one. Except 
But then yeah. one person always shows up and they go, I did have one. It was rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly and how, like, 100% of my conversations about Mr. Frosty 100%. go. 100%. And also, and, and to the extent that I suspect I've said this on a previous year's Christmas episode of this podcast, yeah. so I'm going to go have to go back and listen to them and find out. But, like, um, we could simply go and buy ourselves a Mr. Frosty now. And we don't, and we know we could, and we want to, and we go, hey, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm an adult. I'll go get one. And we don't. Because they probably don't make them anymore. I don't even know. I bet someone does. It won't be that you just can't get them anymore. It'll be that, mm. you know, that there'll be like, a, it won't be that company, like, whoever made them, someone else will make them now on the cheap. But like, yeah. I bet you could get them. Yeah. M- Mr. Mr. Paragua or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, this this one snowman is on stage at Britain's Scottish co- Parliament Scottish Parliament yeah no, Scottish <laughs> Parliament's got talent yeah we've um, we've got that and he's not eating anyone this snowman <laughs> sorry yeah I just I just tuned into what you said there and I like it a lot so now so there's a big sign at the back that says Scotland's got Parliament <laughs> and, and you've got the stage and you've got the three judges and you've got yeah. the audience and uh, and everyone just looks at themselves just like what's is he is he gonna and then he starts just doing a tap dance with a little little top hat on his little stick cane and and, and here's the thing no legs right yeah. so <laughs> just a pair of tap shoes out the bottom <laughs> <laughs> he just slum, he's just sort of slumping around on his one one belly bit of his of his snowman just going tap 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 Tap, tap, uh, oh, it's tap. not even. Yeah, it's not even. Ta- it's not even going like tap, tap, tap. Somehow, no. it is just like tap. While some like some big band music's playing, it's like. <laughs> and having a good time in the blitz. Yep, that's uh, the Glenn Miller song. Just, ta- just <laughs> tap, tap. Just out of tune with that. Just tap. 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 <laughs> and, and and the people cheer like and yeah. I think right this snowman is immediately rocketed to celebrity status <laughs> <laughs> for a not killing anyone and b that. Yeah, like who's, he's invited. He's invited to all the big parties. Like <laughs> the he's, in, he's invited to to Los Angeles to the Hollywood elite uh, to go see them. And like he's he's wearing sunglasses. And who's I think it's Ewan McGregor voicing this uh, this snowman. Not just voicing, but mocapping as well. <laughs> we put him in a big sack. I love the idea of mocapping for a snowman. The mocap balls are just three big balls <laughs> on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> so it's essentially just a costume. It's just in a snowman costume. <laughs> we put him in, yeah, we put him in three big ping pong balls. <laughs> All they did in the CG was they put a carrot nose on. <laughs> it's like a little cross on the mocap balls uh, where where the, where the nose is meant to go. And then you get the behind the scenes stuff from the cast, and it's like, yeah, it's it is really weird when you're acting against nothing. You've just got these three giant balls in the shape of a snowman with a man inside being a snowman. <laughs> and I've got to pretend that's a snowman. <laughs> Something in. 
Ewan McGregor is going to all these big parties like he's he's this the friendliest snowman in Glasgow. He's a celebrity. Yeah. Right. Um, he's no longer he's no longer in Glasgow though. No, no. Well, yeah, he's he's from Glasgow though. That's his that's his home. And I'm thinking he like well over time he misses the point of being a Glaswegian ambassador. So he goes right, to all these parties. He gets tempted at one point. I by feel Jack like Nicholson we might have missed the point of being a Glaswegan ambassador as, as yes. we've been talking. But carry on. Yeah. <laughs> he gets tempted at one point by Jack Nicholson to do cocaine, <laughs> and he, he just he slowly dissolves into into like a, a washed up uh, Hollywood has been. Well, yeah. I mean, he's in L.A. Yeah. Right? Christmas in L.A. is not snowy. Well, no. It's it's really hot. And and he's starting to feel the heat of of his own celebrity, and also, uh, yeah, he's the one that without a child, right? And yeah. this is this is the thing. That's what he finds that that not having a child makes you untethered from the 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 thing that made you. He has the, the, he has the, no the, soul. The Christmas wonder. <clears throat> yeah, he has no soul. So, Ewan McGregor, this snowman. Um, he's 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 slooping around in LA in the gutters. Tap, tap, He's still got the like... tap shoes on. <laughs> yeah, because that's what he was made with. Right? Yeah, he was made with uh, a hat, like a, a flat cap, um, a pair of tap shoes, <laughs> and uh, and a cane. No, um, no, just one tap shoe in the, right at the bottom <laughs> in the middle, <laughs> and, a, and a cane. And um, he's he's melty and slushy, and he's slooping around in the gutters of L.A., um, where he meets um, a uh, a child um, who's who's homeless, uh, and he's like, "Have you got any spare change?" And he's like, "Well, no, I'm a I'm a snowman." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. <clears throat> I just thought, you know, with your fancy hat and cane, you might have have something to to spend for for. I'm I'm dying a lot like Tiny Tim. Uh, says this child. Is it is it Haley Joel Osmond? It is Haley Joel Osmond. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm dying because that's a lot what we like Tiny that, Tim. That is exactly what we do, don't we? Whenever we have any kind of disease or anything that's that's perhaps terminal we go ah oh, like tiny tim <laughs> the doctor will come into the room and say like yeah i'm afraid you're dying like tiny tim and uh, and yeah when you see a homeless person and they go i'm dying like tiny tim and you go i know what dying is. you don't need to say the tiny tim part right? i know what you mean but this Pratt, no, sorry, I, Pratt, I don't want to come across as cruel to like you know when when a homeless person tells me they're dying i never have a go at them for bringing up tiny tim and i just want to put that on the record now it's just weird to me that they always do otherwise you were gonna have a rough day on twitter when this came out i know uh, yeah exactly. it's strange that that's part of the doctor's hippocratic oath though i know like they've got to say that it's they've got to make illusions it's like you're you're um i'm afraid uh, I'm afraid you have uh, the flu mm-hmm. a lot like um, that one episode of Friends when <laughs> yeah. Ross has the flu. Well, and do you remember when, um, you know, whenever there's a celebrity death? I mean, and I'm, I, I, I always go back to the Bowie Prince two-hander, but they, there's been a lot since, and every single time they always frame it as, you know, such and such a person has died 
like Tiny Tim did in the first version of the two alternate universes from Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Uh, not like yeah. in the second version where he did not die, <laughs> he lived, but yeah. like the original version that, that Scrooge was first living in and shown. Just like that, this celebrity has died. Yeah. Anyway, so Haley Josman says, I'm dying, like a lot like Tiny Tim. Um, and... and and Ewan McGregor's character, the snowman, says, Ah, oh, sorry about that. There's not a lot I can do about it, really. I can tap dance for you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> but not I'm really. Pretty, I'm pretty friendly. Um, and uh, as... That, uh, by like, the way, that, by the way, is a, a very good... Uh, that's what you can say if a homeless dying person does ask you for help. You can say, well, I'm, I'm not going to help, but I am friendly. <laughs> and then they'll go like, oh, 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 cool, all right, fair enough, actually. That, <laughs> That's all right then. Yeah, that ought yeah. to that ought to help. Um, I'm friendly, kid. like Tiny Tim. And then they, <laughs> yeah, stop me dying like Tiny and when Tim. They, and when they say, <laughs> and when they say, will you be friendly to me? You're like, no, I'm busy. I'm 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 gonna go off on my way now. They'll be like, oh, fair <laughs> enough though. Uh, at least I'm now warmed by the light of your friendliness. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just like uh, Scrooge at the end of a Christmas Carol. Um, <laughs> acted towards tiny tim yeah <laughs> where have we gone so, so um... I'm, I'm thinking this this snowman brings uh joy to this no. this child no. in los angeles yeah. um yeah does, does a tap dance but here's the important thing right is that um you mcgregor's hat's fallen off right yeah. it, it, it's fallen off into the gutter because he's basically a slush man now um his, his cane is out is off on the side he's using it to prop himself up and he's doing that one big tap one big tap mm -hmm. one big tap and someone leans down and puts some coins in the in the hat and uh, then someone else comes back and is like wow that slush that horrible oh. brown slush man with the the, the dust from the desert and and the while Haley Joel Osment is freestyle rapping mm-hmm which Haley Jolzman is well known to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can just click your fingers and go, Haley, do a rap. And he just comes, he spits bars. It's incredible. And, and uh -huh. so the snowman's tap dancing to this freestyle rap. They get a duo. They go on America's Got Talent and, and get a big house in, in Hollywood. Well, perhaps it shouldn't be a freestyle rap. Um, I feel like maybe it should be a falsetto song accompanied by ukulele, like Tiny Tim, the ukulele <laughs> player and singer. <laughs> and ah. it goes like this, and it goes like this. <laughs> I'm walking in the air. Tap. And then, tap, tap. tap. <laughs> and as, as this song rings out and people start putting coins into the, the thing, um, Haley Jolzman picks one of the coins up, one of the nickels that's been put into the thing, puts it onto the middle of uh, of Ewan McGregor's little chest there and then another one and it, it, it kind of freezes solid and then Harry Dobson picks up the next one and buttons up his his, his, his little snowy tome again <laughs> a little bit higher up and then makes little eyes and a little little smiley face with all these coins and then like they both take off into the sky and fly all the way back to Glasgow <laughs> where this debate is still going on in Parliament <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's how we end the film. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, all 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 the loose ends are tied up there. Yeah, I think. yeah. There's no loose ends there. No, no. Yep. I think the snowman perfect... melts, 
and the kid is now rich beyond his wildest dreams. <laughs> He's just full, full of gold. Just that, that's how friendly that snowman was to die and give that little boy all his money. Yeah. There we go. In fact, he's such a friendly Glaswegian snowman that he even gives him his iron brew. Oh. <laughs> Thus, clearing up decades of propaganda against snowmen that they would kill a child for an iron brew. Yep. As per the old advert, kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I don't remember that advert at all. At the end, yeah. he stares at the camera, drinks a sip of iron brew, winks at the camera, his little... <laughs> little and clean. says, I still might. <laughs> with a with a kind of ominous minor key violin playing we get a sort of that's all folks uh, yeah. thing. there we go the friendliest snowman in Glasgow question mark I wasn't I'm gonna be honest I wasn't expecting a film called the friendliest snowman in Glasgow to go to LA no no, no me neither no. but here we are in LA. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, thank you, Fingers to Hand, for that title. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope everyone listening enjoyed it. I don't. I oh. hope you hated it and were miserable. Oh, no. Out. Yeah, oh, that's right. Come... I've ruined it at the last minute. <laughs> now we're cursed. <laughs> now we're flipping cursed. Oh, God. I come was joking. Now. I actually hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I got you there. That's a weird curse. We curse you to have plenty of listeners, but no one enjoys your content. Hey, I'd be up for that. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you can get that, at, uh, as long as enough listeners to get the advertising money in, it doesn't yeah, yeah. matter. <laughs> it's it's incredible that we keep on going after no after after people come to us saying. I don't enjoy your content. No one enjoys your content. I don't understand how this works. And, and that's the thing. That's something that the advertisers regularly say, and yet they keep advertising with us. I know. If you if you have a defied Dave's curse, um, or in accordance with Dave's curse, uh, enjoyed this podcast, you can go over to well your friend's house. Go over to your friend's house, and you can you can tell them about it. You say I really enjoyed the live pitch podcast. That is free. Do not text um, your friend. Do not I am your friend. <laughs> Do not phone your friend. Nope. Go round their house to tell them about a podcast. It makes it harder to link. Mm. Yeah, it does. You've got to you've got to copy to clipboard before you go to their house. Then you have to send mm. them the link on 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 your chosen messaging. Yeah, app. and who's got you time to send links to anymore? Yeah. When people exactly. are going around to people's houses. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you if you don't fancy all that, oh, hassle, I know what you should do. I know what you should do. You should gather together a group of Christmas carolers, and you should go door to door, but change the lyrics of the Christmas carol to subconscious urges to make them listen to this podcast. Or, or just like you know, like SoundCloud.com forward slash stream. Oh, oh, no, Matt, no, that did not scan. <laughs> <laughs> it's SoundCloud.com forward slash. And then put life's a pitch. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> well, or you, you go know... around with Christmas carolers, right? You you transcribe an yeah. episode. Yeah. And then <laughs> go around with Christmas carolers singing the entire episode out. Yes. 
Oh, I thought you meant you go around to people's houses and you transcribe episodes onto their houses. Oh, yeah. Or <laughs> well, that as well. That that would be quite good. That that's yeah. just that's just one way you could share the show. Yeah. If you don't fancy doing any of that, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast where you can give us a little bit of money each month uh, to make the podcast better, to uh, just chip in and, and help us keep the podcast going, and of course get a little bit of uh, bonuses for yourself. You can uh, just one dollar a month will give you a, a vote in the genre poll to uh, to find out you know or to help decide what genre we'll be doing each week you can get extra behind the scenes stuff patreon only pictures movie commentaries even um so go over to patreon.com forward slash life's pitch podcast to do that just like all of these people who get their names read out every week at the moment so uh my waste of talent that serial dragon is shitting bisques all over wales <laughs> brandon spanky mills ross originals the dragon says don't forget the bonus pitch. Stephen D. Thomas. Fingers to hand. Prime Minister. This election is a bad idea. Bisks are polling high. James Delaney. A band of vigilantes has taken Edinburgh, named it New Scramble. I don't care about Scotland, Brenda. Our mortgage rates are ruined. Brent Black. In today's news, the Kingdom of New Scramble has vetoed Brexit. <laughs> Mavis, you are never picking the restaurants again. Tune in next week for the thrilling conclusion to the Cult of Bisque. Joseph Hegarty, Prime Minister Aberdeen is floating up the Thames. Sod it, Sandra, they're here. Run! Newcastle is lost. Alex NSFW, Prime Minister, we've found Carl. He's been permanently embisculated. <laughs> Glenn, draw up, draw up plans to turn Aberdeen into the third Heathrow runway. Prime Minister, the Queen has claimed Wales and seceded from the Union and finally Prime Minister Russia has annexed Northern Ireland so um, <laughs> thanks to go. all those people There's nothing to do with bisques <laughs> <laughs> just global politics that's what's going just on now just real life global politics <laughs> that's what's actually happening in today's news um, yeah I just went to the BBC website for those <laughs> <laughs> Mavis, you're never picking the restaurant again. <laughs> that's the that's the top that's the top story on the BBC <laughs> News website. Thank you, Dave, for coming on the show. That's right. It's um, uh, <laughs> it's uh, been good to to have you inject Christmas into the podcast once again. Where can people find more Christmassy japes from you? Oh well, I have two podcasts. One is called Sonic the Comic the Podcast and it's about the British Sonic comics and Sega stuff that was going on in the early 90s when here in Britain Sega had won the console war and uh, were pretty much trouncing Nintendo and this is a look back into that time and what things were like and we read all the adverts and everything it's more of a time capsule than a podcast about Sonic per se and then there's another podcast called Serious Disney. Uh, which is my animation podcast where we talk about Disney and all those remakes that they're doing at the moment and Frozen 2 and stuff that's just come out and uh, that's what that is and then you can find me on Twitter as Demon Tomato Dave you can find me on YouTube as Demon Tomato Dave and if you want to see me being as festive as I possibly can be then you might be interested in the uh, the old Christmas stories I used to post on edgy forums 10 years ago which i with my christmasy postiness 
gradually turned the people uh, who were regulars in the threads from edgy forum posters into quite festive jolly people who were being all nice <laughs> and it was wow. a gradual transformation and you if you if you can put up with the slightly edgier early episodes and uh, prepared to follow them through to the point where they're extremely heartfelt christmas sci-fi fanfics you can find them at <laughs> wigglehee.com and if you've ever heard my songs wigglehee wigglehee 2 this is what they're from and what they're about and you can see the full ongoing stories which are still currently being reposted every day in december at probably the time this podcast goes up hmm. go over there if you want to feel real christmassy uh or just just engage you've got a lot of time capsules going on right that's now, right Dave. yep it's you've all time capsule content for me it's uh it's 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 a good brand to have yeah uh because no one wants to be now. nobody wants to be now <laughs> goodness me no but come with me and you can be them <laughs> <laughs> well you should have uh, that as your tagline on your youtube channel i should <laughs> come with me now and you could be them <laughs> okay oh. thank you for coming on the, on the show again dave thank no you problem. all for listening um tom i believe we need to end with a very christmasy yes very clever oh i look forward to these very good yes very christmas award <laughs> So this is the award we give out to people at the end of the show who's given us titles based around existing titles and just made a little funny joke about it. Had a little laugh. Uh, So this week's award goes to James Delaney, who's given us The Nightmare After Christmas. (laughs) It's it's a lot of of wrapping paper. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of tidying up. A lot of wrapping paper, a lot of washing up to do. Oh, God, yeah. Speaking of a lot of washing up to Someone. do, I've been Tom McGrath. Someone's dropping mud into the house. I've been Dave Bulmer. <laughs> <laughs> Remember who pinched <laughs> it? Who pinched it? <laughs>